Fresh 107.9 FM Abogata. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this Monday is the 16th of May 2022. Let's live together. That's the song Kicksetting Things at this hour. Uh, the group Kush uh, with a song uh, was a song that was done many years ago. Uh, we've enjoyed it ever since. You could call it an evergreen. Uh, well, uh, today uh, is the 16th. It is the start of, start of a new working week. We wish you the very best in your endeavors this week. Great to know you're there joining us. It's time to take a look at the headlines this morning. Welcome to Freshly Pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM. Abirkuta. Thank you for joining us. Freshly pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM. Today, Monday, May the 16th, 2022. Wally Bakar is my name. Omoyemi Adiso is on the program this morning as well. Good morning. Good morning to you, Wally. Good morning to you, our listeners. It's so good to be here this beautiful Monday morning. Well, the Punch, the Tribune, the Guardian, uh, those are the uh, dailies we'll be taking a look at this morning. There's also the Pempishing newspapers, uh, also with a couple of headlines uh, to check out this morning. Well, uh, let's uh, get to it. The punch, boldly written there, blasphemy. Our children won't attend school again, say Deborah's parents. Uh, that's uh, the parents of the slain student who was uh, killed for alleged blasphemy at the Shoshagari College of Education, Sokoto. Uh, no agreement with federal government. Strike not ending soon. Asu, Sanu, Nasu. Uh, that's also on the punch. This morning, train abductions, negotiations deadlocked. Federal government seeks foreign assistance. National Assembly transmits amended electoral acts to Buari uh, is another uh, on the punch. Uh, this uh, morning, Nigeria spends 86% of revenue on debt servicing. South Africa pays 20%. As another report on the punch uh, this morning, nine banks, non-performing loans rise. It's 814 billion naira. That's according to reports. Uh, that's there uh, on the punch. Ex-internationals doubt Pesero's credentials as Eagles coach. As also on the punch uh, this uh, morning, the NFF finally uh, confirmed the appointment of Jose Pesero as uh, the head coach of the Super Eagles, well, reactions have been trailing it. Uh, NFF names 62-year-old Ose Pesero, Super Eagles' new coach. Uh, that is on the punt uh, this uh, morning to uh, look out for. On the Nigerian Tribune this morning, APC aspirants face criminal record certificate scrutiny that is talking about the screening. Party screens 145 governors, 351 National Assembly aspirants, state assembly screening under threat. Chieftains decry shoddy arrangement that is also there on the Nigerian Tribune this morning. Return to cabinet uncertainty over fate of Malami Ngige that is also there. 
Prophet Muhammad was insulted while alive. He didn't incite anybody to kill. That is coming from Sheikh Agumi. Northern governors, Ipan condemn Deborah's murder. Please deny online report linking suspects to Nigeria Republic. This one is also a rider that comes with that story. Sokoto government suspends resumption of schools by one week. Lawlessness must not be swept under the carpet. That is coming from the Northern Khan. Also there on Nigerian Tribune this morning, Anamdi Kanu unhappy over killing seat at home order in Southeast, says Saludo. The Guardian also with some headlines this Monday morning. Deborah, Northern governors condemn killing, call for calm. Buhari Malami head to Supreme Court over Section 84, subsection 12. NDLA blocks Italy Dubai bound drugs in Lagos. Hackers can unlock, steal your vehicles, NCC ones Nigerians. That is also on The Guardian this morning. Well, the Pempishing newspapers uh, this uh, Monday says group drums support for re-election of Larry Eden to National Assembly. Uh, still talking politics. Um, Governor Wike playing Father Christmas around at expense of River State workers, says Labor Union. Train attack. Bandits release pregnant woman on compassionate ground. There's also Muslims will kill, will not smell the fragrance of paradise, says Gumi. Uh, that is on the Pempishing newspapers. Pastor escaped being kidnapped in Abeokuta. Also there on the Pempishing newspapers uh, this morning. Why Buhari has failed as president? Bala Mohammed uh, is on the Premium Times. Uh, State uh, is on the Premium Times. Oshomale shows up for senatorial screening despite launching presidential campaign. <laughs> That's on the Premium Times as well. Uh, there's train attack bandage release pregnant woman on compassionate ground also on the premium times. Soludo visits in MD Kano says IPOB leader sad over killings in Southeast. Uh, that is there. The premium times has it as well. Strike Nigerian University Unions to consider religious bodies appeal to resume work. As according to an official, uh, you will find all those stories. Buhari Malami Sioux National Assembly over section 84 subsection 12 of Electoral Act. Uh, you'll find all of those on the premium times uh, this uh, morning we'll take a pause uh, when we return we will uh, then uh, take a peep into some of the headlines that we've mentioned uh, this morning please don't go anywhere Hey, Parents and guardians in Ogun State, Ogun State Government and Development Partners on Health announced the commencement of house-to-house oral polio vaccination of children. The vaccine prevents paralysis due to poliomyelitis in children from age 0 to 5 years from Saturday 14th to Tuesday 17th May 2022. Children from age 6 months to 5 years will also be administered with vitamin A supplements to boost their immunity, improve their sight, thereby giving them clear vision. Please present your children as health workers move from house to house from Saturday 14th to Tuesday 
17th, May 2022, across Ogun State. The vaccine is free, safe, and effective. Cooperate with health workers as they visit homes, schools, markets, religious centers, motor parks, and other places administering the vaccines and vitamin A to protect our children. Announcer, Honorable Commissioner for Health in Ogun State, Dr. Tommy Koka, and Development Partners on Health. Many thanks for staying with us. It's freshly pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM. Today, Monday, the 16th of May, 2022. Wally Bakar is my name. is with us this morning as well. Uh, Mr. Samson, I think they're also on the program this morning. Good morning, sir. Great good, to see you. Good morning, uh, Wally. Good morning, everyone listening uh, to us this morning. Well, uh, let's uh, get into some of the headlines that we've uh, mentioned already. Uh, let's start with the story in the puncher. There's uh, more reactions uh, that have been trailing the uh, tragic killing of uh, Deborah Samuel at the Shio Shagari uh, College of Education in Sokoto for alleged blasphemy. Well, the punch says, blasphemy, our children won't attend school again, says Deborah's parents. Uh, comes with the rider. Government has not contacted us. I went to fetch the cops myself. Father laments. Uh, the Christian Association of Nigeria on Sunday said it would explore all avenues to get justice for Deborah Samuel, a 200-level student of Shoshagari College of Education, Sokoto, who was linked last week for allegedly blaspheming Prophet Muhammad. In a chat with a punch on Sunday, Reverend Bayoladeji, the spokesman for the Khan president, said the Christian body would consider writing petitions to the United Nations and other international organizations to bring them up to speed on the plight of Christians in Nigeria. Bayoladeji said this as Deborah's mother, Ailiari Emmanuel, in an interview with the punch said she would never send her remaining seven children to school because of the gruesome killing of her daughter. On his part, Oladiji said the incident was evidence that Nigeria should not have been removed from the U.S. list of countries that violate religious freedom. The cleric noted that the International Criminal Court Prosecutor Karim Khan visited the president over a week ago and failed to visit victims of religious violence despite a letter by Khan for him to do so. He said, had the warnings by Khan been taken seriously all this while, the killings of Christians in the north would have become a thing of the past. Um... According to the parents of uh, the late Deborah, Emmanuel Gaba, the father, in an interview, said he paid 120,000 naira to transport the remains of his daughter from Sokoto to Niger. He said um, Gaba, who said he would not seek any legal redress, disclosed that the government had not contacted him despite the gruesome killing of a daughter. He said, I've, uh, said I have yet to get a call or message from anyone concerning the incident. Nobody called me. I decided to go on my own. I went to the state CID office and begged them to help me get the cops so I could bury it because leaving it there might make it to the compost. Then they took me to the mortuary, did some paperwork, paperwork and released the remains to me. I was the one who paid to transport the remains. I was charged 120,000 naira, which I was forced to pay 
because that was the cheapest I got as the majority of the people don't like transporting corpses. Garby, security guard with the Niger State Water and Sanitation, said his wife had fallen ill, adding that she had just finished receiving injections. Well, there are other writers uh, with her story. Sean Interreligious Council's activities, Northern Can, tells Christian leaders uh, that is there. There's also Northern Can, ask Christian students to avoid Sokoto, also on the punch. Uh, this morning, Northern Governors demand probe. Uh, the chairman of the firm, Simon Lelong, in a statement in Joss on Sunday, said the governors were concerned about the development, which is clearly an extrajudicial measure of addressing perceived infractions. According to Governor Lalong, any attempt to adopt self-help in addressing grievances, whether religious or otherwise, will only lead to further chaos that could threaten law and order, as well as the general peace and security of society. Anese condemns attack on Igbo businesses. Uh, that's there on the punch as well. Bernou police, religious leaders, sign peace treaty. Also there, Muslims killing Christians won't smell paradise. That's the controversial Islamic cleric, Sheikh Ahmed Gumi, who said any Muslim who kills a Christian for insulting a prophet won't smell paradise. Well, it goes on. You can find out what he had to say. Kaigama insists on interreligious harmony. There's a lot on the punch this morning, a fallout of uh, the uh, incident of last Thursday at the uh, College of Education in Sokoto. Blasphemy, our children would att- won't attend school again. Says Deborah's parents, government has not contacted us. I went to fetch the cops myself. Father Laments uh, is on the punch this morning. I love the dailies uh, with uh, some reactions to uh, the uh, lynching of Deborah that happened on Thursday. Um, Of course, there's been a lot of reactions to uh, what happened on Thursday. Uh, But one thing is, uh, for, for some people, they continue to, you know, see this as a debate as to uh, the the offence. Uh, whereas, uh, I mean, the alleged offence, I should say, whereas the debate really, or the point really, is that whatever has been done, whatever infraction has been committed, nobody should have the right to take laws into their hands and then, you know, carry out justice or met out justice on their own, whether as an individual or as a mob, as we've seen on Thursday. Well, um, I, I think the, the, the first thing to, to separate from all this discussion is um, what is blasphemy. And, um, you know, it, it could be likened to just um, it, sin, sinning against God or committing sin against God. And how do you commit sin against God? Um, don't we all sin every day? Um, don't people commit blasphemy every day, whether you're a Christian or a Muslim? And um, who, who determines that? You know, and when you insult uh, the the supreme being um, who gave the the human beings the 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 opportunity authority to dispense justice I think that's where a lot of people are getting it wrong and this is not far fetched from especially when it has to do with Islam it's not far fetched from the kind of teachings away from the Quran the, the only Quran that um, some scholars, cler- clerics, have been teaching, you know, the kind of teaching they've been dispensing, you know, to, to, to especially to young people who are, who, who, whose hearts are just there, plain, and they put all these things down in their minds. They have some other books that they, they teach, that, that, doctrines that they give. It's, it's, it's not there in the only book. At the end of the day, you find out that these people take this to heart. It does not matter whether uh, they are graduates, uh, they have postgraduate degrees, you know, and all that. They, they just, 
they grow with it. And that's the consequence of what we are doing, uh, what we are seeing now. Uh, inter-religious education is important in this country so that we'll be able to uh, understand ourselves. What Deborah did, you know, they said, they, they, they describe it in many ways. And I look at it, I said, well, it won't be the first time this is happening up north. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, um, I think uh, one, uh, Akaluka, so he was a trader, an Igbo trader, uh, Gideon, who, who was beheaded at, you know, that year. And what was he beheaded for? For desecrate, uh, desecrating the, the, the Koran. They later found out, you know, that it was not the Koran. It was, uh, you, know, when, you know, when you buy some drugs, you have Arabic written there, English, some, some of them, Indian and all that. And this guy told this thing, and some people saw it. Not, I think some people really need to know that Arabic is a language. It is not a religion. You know, many people don't even know that we have the Holy Bible written in Arabic for those who cannot read English from that region. So education is key here. It's not just education that, oh, I've, I've been to the university after four or five years. It, go, it goes beyond that. And that's how that, that man was beheaded. The other one was uh, one Christiana, Oluwashese, uh, that was also, you know, lynched. That, that happened in 2007 in Gombe. And what, what, what was our own offense? According to the, 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 the justice dispensers who, who lynched her, a girl was trying to bring a bag into an examina- examination hall. I think it's even the subject was something Arabic. And this lady felt you cannot bring your bag in. Then she threw that the teacher now threw the bag out of the window. Mm. Then the student shouted ah, that she had a Quran in that in that bag, unknown to the to the teacher. One thing led to another. She was lynched, killed there, right there. They set up the school ablaze, the library everywhere. Now, I, I think we, we have a, a lot of crisis on our hand. It looks like, oh, since 2007 or 2009, we've been having a law in the activities, you know, of these fanatics who are around us. Maybe because Boko Haram came and some people felt it was supposed to be to fight for Islam. They now realize that they've even killed more Muslims, you know, than Christians, up north. So I, I think what is lacking here is the right education and enlightenment. In the, to, to, even, to even say that this happened in, in the four walls of a school, college of education, not just on the streets, tells you that, look, we, we need to reject the kind of format that we use to teach people in these schools, especially in those states where, you know, you have people there who are predominantly, you know, uh, Muslims. It's, it's not good that at this time in our life, when you have, me- we have many crises already, we are going to add, you know, fundamentalism. To it, it's been here with us. It's not as if it's just starting, but um, I think it's it's looking like for some people who have are just seeing this for the first time, it's like never happened. But it it has been part of our history. Mm. 
Then how do we make sure that another Debra was not killed or is not killed in the future? Even as we speak, jungle justice, you know, can take away the innocent anytime. Then who determines, you know, someone who has committed blasphemy? Don't we have the court to also do that? What happened when Debra was, she was dragged out, being stoned and set ablaze? And there was no one to stop them at that time. Perhaps the few ones that wanted to stop them, you know, um, maybe they, they, they were also, they, they also had to run For away from that place. Well, uh, it's, it's good you, uh, you, you mentioned education and the need to enlighten people as regards uh, this thing. Because we've seen some reactions from people who you believe uh, are supposed to be elite or that are woke, mm. so to speak, on Twitter. You know, their reactions to the killing of Deborah and, you know, things they say are just things that you would not expect to hear from such people. It, it, you know, it's even worse with the educated ones. Many of them are just educated illiterates, I must say. And that's why I'm always careful anytime I need to use that app. You know, I just read some people's tweets. You just feel like just throwing the phone away or, or even, you know, uninstalling the, 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 the Twitter app on your phone. But it, it, it's okay. It's, it's telling us that uh, the fact that somebody has gone to school does not mean that, you know, they've really, they, they, they really changed, something has changed in their mind. Uh, because your education is supposed to train your mind, you know, to, to have, you know, tolerance, forbearance, you know, all those values, positive values. But, you know, I read many, <laughs> if I had to, I had to even engage some people that I felt, okay, uh, this person should still be reasonable. Let me talk to this person. Finding out that they are worse than those so-called strict urchins there who have not even gone to school. All they know is, just the, 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 how, to, how to use the Arabic language, you know, to communicate or speak in Hausa and all that. And when this happened, I, I, I was not even there. I was also, you know, close to the north where, where it happened. And a lot of people were afraid that we would not have reprisals. Because even on Twitter, people were sharing a lot of disinformation. Bishop Kuka's house burned down. The man said, Nothing like that. The Catholic uh, uh, mission there said nothing like that. A lot of other you know, misinformation, disinformation that were thrown out by people who are supposedly educated, who can easily confirm you know, certain things. But they will not confirm, they will just spread it. Forgetting that you still have people that might be at arms, you know, at arms length when that kind of reprisal should come. For instance, you have northerners living in Abel Kuta here. You have them in Lagos. You have them elsewhere. That thing that happened, the state government, they're already doing something about it. They declared curfew and all that. Just to stem, you, you read it even again, mm. just now, that schools will not be open until after Nomazi are returned. They said for a week, for now. You know, we hope all that will be able to stem you know, the, the, the rising, the rising uh, situation about attacks on, on innocent people and all that. I, I think for me, um, we still need a lot to do on this. And the government must make sure, apart from, you know, having this interreligious education to be part of our, our, our curriculum, 
there must be consequences for things like this. It should not just be treated as one of those things. I remember, I think it was during Abacha, that Akaluka mm. thing happened. Mm. All, of, all of those guys that did that, they were, all, they were all executed. You know, because, you know, the, the head of state at that point felt that, look, it, it's, if that should, that, that should be allowed, maybe another will happen. And and you can hear even from some <laughs> strange quarter. Look look at Sheikh Gumi saying that look, it's nowhere in the Quran where you can do that. And he, he roundly condemned that kind of thing. Sheikh so many other scholars have come out. We we, we don't have to mention those ones that also said, well, uh, she she deserved what she wants and all that. Well, uh, and then, and then uh, some that said their reaction didn't get. I mean, the reaction on their Twitter page didn't get mm, their express mm, approval. Blah blah. blah. Uh, well, I, I think Twitter should be able to do something about that. Twitter management. They they by now they should know the bigots who are also using the Twitter to to spread fear, uh, you know, to spread falsehood, to also make sure that you know uh, uh, reprisals happen. But we thank God that nobody, you know, has gone into any vengeful oh. act over oh. this. So we just allow peace to reign. If you don't have peace in your mind, if your mind is not peaceful, you cannot maintain the peace. You cannot promote it. You cannot sustain it. Well, uh, the law of the dailies this morning with uh, reactions to uh, the uh, killing of uh, Deborah. Uh, in, in Sokoto, well, uh, the just as uh, Samson mentioned, uh, Sheikh Gumi, uh, he's also been speaking about it, uh, saying that uh, those engaged in the act uh, will not smell the fragrance of uh, paradise. Uh, that's on the uh, he, he talked papers. about many times that uh, uh, the, prophet. Prophet, the prophet was 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 humiliated, insulted, <clears throat> even while he was there. Nobody died for that. He, he said, "Show me the verse." In that holy book that says that you should kill somebody, the, the, the God you want to defend is mightier, is the, is the mightiest that can fight for himself. So why, 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 why kill yourself over this kind of thing? Sinners killing. Well, is there on Venus Daily this morning? Uh, still on that, there is this one on the Nigerian Tribune. Deborah, those finding embers of ethnic religious war in Nigeria should desist. That is coming from Ghani Adams. Says Southwest being invaded by a northern extremist. That story is on the Nigerian Tribune this morning. And moving away from that, there's this report on The Guardian. Buhari Malami head to Supreme Court over Section 84, subsection 12. Amechi promises to resign today. Says real projects will be continued by leagues. Buhari's advisor on power joined Jigawa Gubare's Confusion as Aerofide presents Amechi to Kajuna APC delegates as Buhari's financier. The last of the controversial section 84 subsection 12 of the Electoral Act has not been heard. As it emerged yesterday that President Muhammad Buhari and the Attorney General of the Federation and Minister of Justice Abubakar Malami have filed a suit at the Supreme Court seeking an in interpretation of the contentious clause. In a suit filed on April 29, Mr. Buhari and Malami, who are the plaintiffs, listed the National Assembly as the sole defendant. Section 84, subsection 12, has been a subject of intense litigation and political debate in Nigeria since President Buhari signed the amended electoral act into law in February this year. 
On the basis of the appeal court ruling, President Buhari had directed political appointees who declared intentions to vie for elective positions to resign latest by today. The present directive forced the Minister of Labour and Employment, Chris Ngege, to shelve his presidential ambition. But Ministers of Niger Delta, Godzilla Pabio, Science and Technology, Ogbunaya Onu, and Minister of State for Education, Chukwemeka Onwajuba, resigned from office. The rest of that story is on The Guardian uh, this morning. Buhari Malami head to Supreme Court over Section 84, subsection 12. Well, it's on uh, many of the dailies uh, this uh, morning. The Premium Times, Buhari Malami Sui National Assembly over Section 84, sub 12 of Electoral Act. Uh, there uh, to look out for this morning. Uh, there are a lot of um, stories talking uh, politics uh, this uh, morning. Apparently, uh, many of uh, the uh, candidates or aspirants, rather, uh, continue to uh, crisscross around the country, uh, meeting uh, delegates, some stopped from meeting delegates, uh, some governors not attending a meeting, uh, you know, with uh, some candidates and uh, from aspirants, so many uh, of them. Uh, there uh, this uh, morning to look out for uh, talking about uh, the uh, forthcoming elections uh, the premium times says why Buari has failed as president uh, that's uh, another presidential hopeful uh, Bala Mohammed uh, it's quite interesting some of the things that are going on uh, the premium times says Oshomale shows up for senatorial screening despite launching presidential campaign uh, that's on the Premium Times. Despite, pay, despite paying 100 million naira for the presidential nomination for and launching this presidential campaign with fanfare, the former national chairman of the APC, Adam Zashomale, has been screened by the party for a senatorial seat. The former Edo State Governor arrived at the venue of the screening exercise at Fraser Suit Abuja at about 8.12 p.m. and maneuvered his way into the venue of the exercise through the crowd at the entrance. Mr. Zashomale had earlier declared to contest for Edo North Senatorial District. However, in a twist, he announced his presidential bid some weeks ago at an elaborate event in Abuja. In his declaration speech, Shomale said he was the best candidate to be Nigeria's next president, having been a labor leader and a governor. He said his government would be for the workers and working people and not the Nigeria elite. It is now clear that the ex-labor leader bought two forms, a presidential and a senate form. Uh, Betty Anya Akiridolu, the wife of Ondo State Governor, Tim Akiridolu, is contesting for Imoi Central District seat, was also at the venue for the screening. Mrs. Anya Akiridolu arrived at the venue very early at about 3 p.m., though the screening did not start until uh, 7 p.m. Um, well, there's um, a lot on the Premium Times uh, this uh, morning to uh, look at. Uh, they also say that uh, the governor of Kanomar, Ganduje, was also at the venue of the screening. He will be completing his constitutionally allowed second term in 2023, and he wants to join his you know, former governor colleagues uh, at the Senate. Uh, is there this morning? Uh, it's quite interesting. You know, we, we spoke about this uh, one time uh, as regards you know these individuals getting the forms to be president and what their chances are. And someone had said, well, don't be surprised if some of them get the forms to be president and get a form to also uh, you know be a senator or whatever. And I don't know how this is allowed in our politics. How individuals can you know just apparently uh, they're just uh, merchants as it stands because you can buy a form to be president, buy a form to be senate, so whichever works, then you pick it. Well, it's, um, it, it, it's quite unfortunate that um, things like that, it tells you, you know, the mind of uh, these people. Um, it tells you about their desperation to go back to the office or to retain office 
because they for those going back they knew how sweet it could be when you spend money you are making from government they have no other business politics is, the, is their industry look at um uh Adams Oshomole. you know that means you know he, he must have paid for comrade? the two well comrade let me call him comrade um if you want to give it another meaning, well, that's left to you. Uh, so look, look at that means he spent so much money to buy the two forms, just thinking that uh, doing a EJ, EJ, if if I will not get one, I will, the other one will fall on my laps. That's somebody who was governor for eight years. But is his right? But is it his right to run for two offices at the same time or to aspire? To want to be in two offices at the same time. Well, I think lawyers can can help us decide, you know, that if the law is quiet about it, well, maybe it's still what we still have to consider, you know, putting in the law books. But you cannot have a law for everything. Even it, it, morality sometimes should also guide us. You know, you should ask yourself, why why do I want to do this? You know, so but it's it's not what they want to do. Uh, if you if you've been to, you know, I, I was privileged to be at the International Conference Center, you know, um, in Abuja, uh, two days ago, and it it was a mecca of some sort. And you see these politicians everywhere, um, from from the airport back to the airport everywhere in Abuja. It's like a carnival. And you ask yourself, what are they? Some of many of them went there, or those in Abuja, you know, were submitting forms for their principals and all that. A lot of millions being spent, even when campaigns have not started, you know. So it it's, it tells you of one thing: these people will get there. At least one person will be president at the end of the day. I don't see them giving the people what they really want. Because with this kind of desperation, the first thing they have to take care of is their money. The second would just be the large staff that they have now, you know, urging them on. And of course, maybe some of those people that will uh, relinquish their own ambition, you know, maybe midnight to the election, on the election day, they are, I mean the primaries, mm-hmm. and they will just... And over. So they need to take care of these people. And whatever is left, the remnants, is what people will get, if they will ever get any. It's unfortunate. Well, interesting times are from, you know, uh, politicians buying forms for different positions to uh, individuals buying forms for politicians to individuals, uh, you know, drumming support on all the Pempishing newspapers says group drum support for re-election of Larry Edun to National Assembly. That's here in Ogun State. A group known as Ogun G20 share has called for another term for Honorable Larry Edun to represent Alberta South constituency at the National Assembly with a conviction that he has performed credibly well. Ends need to return him to the other chamber by the next political dispensation. Pempishing reports that the group, which has started mobilizing for the lawmaker ahead of the All-Progressive Congress primaries and general elections headed by Dr. Kendi Olalade, the group while affirming its conviction for re-election <coughs> of Edwin identified number of feats recorded by him within the period uh, representing uh, Abel constituency at the other chamber adding that the body was pleased with him. Well, 
Uh, of course, uh, this is uh, something that's characterized, uh, you know, th- this period. Um, groups, individuals coming together saying they're buying forms, individuals coming together saying they're endorsing, it has done well for us. Uh, question is, is that uh, the generality of belief or is that the opinion? Is that a general opinion? But, you know, these groups also have uh, the, their rights. Remember, there was a time, uh, there, there were also groups calling for the former vice president to become president as well. There were groups calling for Emi Feely. Uh, to become president. So uh, it's just, um, I just really hope that everyone uh, understands uh, the role that they have to play at this period. Those are the people who, who <coughs> have the voice. And the voice is not just uh, what we hear. They also have the money to even push, buy forms, uh, organize, uh, treat, and all those things. But I think the real people that will speak will be the people mm. of that area. And if they are satisfied, they will speak loud when the election comes. And if it's the other way around, they should also not lose their voices through their votes to say, hey, please excuse us. Then they bring in another person. Uh, for whatever anybody wants to do, a uh, group of this, group of that, they are free to do that. And um, if you find out, many of them, it won't be far-fetched that they've also benefited, you know, as a group, not... For the community or the constituency, maybe they benefited so much from this person as a, a group or as individuals, and they want it to continue. You know, so they, they need to also make sure that they invest so they can also reap. Maybe that's what they are doing. But the real people who are not partisan, who, who want to rate, you know, their lawmaker, the lawmaker representing them or who have been representing them, they want to rate him fairly. They build the one to speak at the end of the day. I hope they will not lose their own voice. Uh, incidentally, uh, the uh, I, th- I think we were, you you gave me that little last week. I think the NLC they've been doing this thing for lawmakers mm. in Ogun mm. State. Uh, mm. You know, asking for their stewardship. Uh, it's still last Wednesday. I think it's mm. supposed to continue this Wednesday as well. Anyway, um, let's take a pause. Uh, there's there's more uh, just before we get to talk to you. Please don't go anywhere. Debawali Oludotsu Nigeria Limited is a need for nationwide distributors for Kani Paper. Kani Paper is the newly upgraded high-quality household tissue paper. Made from imported raw wood pulp, Kani tissue paper is purely natural, created with high-quality products. Delicate and impeccable in every detail, only worthy of your extraordinary taste. It can be used indoors, in the kitchen, outdoors, in the cars, and restaurants and bars. It can also be used as a sanitary towel for ladies in the case of an emergency, and it is totally safe to use for babies. Today, Adebawale Oludotsu Nigeria Limited boasts of modern factories, world-class production equipment, industry-leading production technology, and high-quality raw materials. You can locate us at Kilometer 14, Lagos and Beokuta Expressway, opposite Obasanja Farm. To be a distributor, please call Koriede on 0703-065-4058 or 0805-828-5090 for more information. Unlimited.
Well, thank you for staying with us. Still freshly pressed this morning. Uh, just before we get to talk to you, uh, as regards to some of the headlines that we've uh, mentioned this morning, remember that last week, after a meeting uh, chaired by the uh, Chief of Staff to the President, Professor uh, Ibrahim Gambari, and attended by religious leaders uh, under the body NIREC and a lot of others, uh, the federal government had said that the unions, uh, including ASU, will be calling their strikes off very soon. Now, no agreement with federal government. Strike not ending soon. Uh, that's the reaction from ASU, SANU, and NASU. The Academic Staff Union of Universities and the Joint Action Committee of the uh, NASU and SANU have said the federal government did not reach a strong agreement with them that can lead to calling off the industrial actions. All the university unions in the country are presently on strike. ASU started its strike on February 14, uh, while the other union, uh, that's the jack of the both unions, started on April 14. Now, the unions embarked on industrial actions while demanding improved welfare packages, better working conditions, and implementation of various labor agreements signed with the federal government between 2009 and 2020. Uh, the national leaders of ASU and Jack of Sanu and NASU, Professor Emmanuel Shedeke and Mr. Mohamed Ibrahim, respectively, told Punch responded that the federal government and all stakeholders in the education sector and religious leaders had a meeting with the four unions, but no strong agreements were reached. The Minister of Labor and Employment was quoted in a report at the weekend as saying, we had a cordial and fruitful discussion. We looked at the issues dispassionately and reached some agreements to the satisfaction of everybody in attendance. But Shodeke said in Gigi's claim after the meeting that the unions would call off the ongoing strike this week was a political statement. We're not aware that we're calling off the strike. We met, but there was nothing concrete between us and the government. Like we said before, we do not want promises, we want actions. If they show action and implement all the issues, we will go to our members. But knowing the antecedents, we know they will not do anything. They promised us since December 2020 and it's going to a year and a half. They have not done anything. We're waiting for them. Um, you can also uh, get the reaction of uh, the Nasu Sanu Jack official uh, towing the same line of the Asu president. No agreement with federal government. Strike not ending soon. There's Asu, Sanu and Nasu are there uh, to uh, check on the punch and some of the dailies uh, this uh, morning. There's a story on the Pempishi newspaper. It says, Pastor escaped being kidnapped in Abeokuta. The general overseer and founder of Winners Covenant Church, located in the local area of Abeokuta, Oregon State, Reverend Emmanuel Medjin, that they has narrowly escaped being kidnapped by gunmen. Now, apparently, the incident occurred on Thursday at about 11 p.m. in a local community in Abeokuta South local government when the cleric was returning home after a prayer session in the church. The suspected kidnappers operating in an unmarked car had laid siege for the clergyman following non-availability of electricity in the community to carry out the criminal act. And as soon as their target stepped out of the church, the suspects stepped out from their car to seize him. Pembrokeshire Fuller reports that the cleric sensing danger and sudden emergence of the suspect at the late hours quickly added dialogue with his legs and was equally pursued by the suspected kidnappers, but to no avail, and thereafter returned into the car they brought and um, zoom, zoomed off. The clergyman called on residents to always be security conscious, particularly at night, coupled with incessant non-availability of electricity in the community and environs, describing his narrow escape to God's doing. Um, uh, it's um, lucky for him that he escaped, because usually uh, when people are accosted in this manner, they almost always get taken away. But lucky for him, as he said, I also joined him to say, uh, there's a need to remain security conscious, be vigilant, especially at this uh, very late hours. Uh, there was this talk about you know prayer sessions and all uh, at night. I, I don't know how well people have uh, adhered to them, or how well people have followed the police directive, but... Uh, you really if, have to be if, if you must attend a video service, you, you you don't. If it's going to start by ten, you don't don't leave your house by nine. If your house is not close to that church, mm. and if you know it's far, you have to leave. You know before dusk, 
You know, you get to the church before dusk so that you don't get caught up with this thing. Again, what the police in Ogun State have said is that, look, you, you can have your vigil, but make sure you also have security. Inform the, uh, the DPO in your area you are doing this so that they can give you some security cover. Because we've found a situation whereby kidnappers have gone into churches, churches you know, to pick up people and, and bottle with them. So that's, that's the kind of arrangement we need to put, uh, put in place. Those ones don't have respect for God. They don't ah. care about blasphemy. They don't care about... <laughs> they just go and do whatever they want. Well, let's get to talk to you this morning. The numbers are 0815-432-1079. or 0818-111-1079. Those are the numbers. Tweet at FreshFM Abelkota. Facebook.com forward slash FreshFM Live. Also, another option for you to talk to us via this morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Please turn on the volume on your radio. Thank you. Hello, good morning, Wale. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. I appreciate you guys this morning for your analysis. I'm also regarding what happened in the North and etc. Definitely, uh, we're not so shocked for those of us that knows how the North normally is when it comes to issues like this. But what um, we need to understand that the constraints of silence we have from the Northern leaders um, it's not shocking to whoever understand it. Because these are the people they use as cannon fodder for their election violence. All this violence you see there, et cetera. And that's why you see all of them, you know, keeping quiet and not, you know, speaking straightforward. When Gumi spoke this morning and I read that report yesterday night, I was like, who, who made them to be so? The clerics in the North made them to be so. And, and that's just the obvious truth. Now, the Northern Governors Forum came up and said, condemning the killing, you know, saying people should remain calm. Nobody has demanded for justice of the culprit. And you know why? They cannot afford to do that at this point in time. It's it's not good for their political interest. Mm. And that is the politics people are playing in this country. So, like Rihanna uh, just said, we need education. But who will do that education? It is still the elite who are benefiting from this, you know, madness. So I just pray that people understand that that is need for years now to come together, you know, to educate and train our people on interreligious, uh, you know, peace. It, it, it's really important. And they were told on our own too. I uh, should have known that she lives in the north. I mm. know that those kind of things, you know, it, it's terrible. Our people, are, even as a Muslim, I'm not safe from such mm. things. And that's the truth. Mm. That's the truth. So when you live in that community, let us learn to do some intelligence too. So it's got mm. good time. Thank you, this morning. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Wale. Good morning, my very good brother analyst there. That's a very good morning from you. My name is Honorable Larry Jaji. Larry Jaji is calling from the People's Parliament in Lemon in Abelkuta. Wale, well, it's quite unfortunate, but I'm seeing a situation where a lot of Muslim clerics, sheriffs are condemning the act of the killing of Deborah. A lot of people from this very place, even Bumi himself, allowed this, you know, last Friday, someone condemned it in the own entirety that. I mean, Prophet Mono never said, you know, probably if you kill somebody that probably abused him, if he had done that, he would have had a lot of followers when he was alive. So he never preached that Islam is peace. So he was telling the whole world that Islam is peace. Those people, you know, getting themselves involved in the killing of, unless the killing of our innocent people and non Muslims at all. That's what I'm going to say. 
Thank you, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Kennedy from Adokuta. Good morning, Nigerians. Um, for now, hello? Where with you? Hello? Where with you? Am I still on? Yes, you are. Okay. Uh, I, I, I believe that uh, Deborah's um, remain has been laid to rest. Uh, the spoils have been done. Uh, however, it is not about education. I hope I'm on. It is about indoctrination that these people had caused a low lot of damages to Nigerian uh, 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 at large. I remember 1995, Abacha did so much well for this country by eradicating, by trying to eradicate this uh, thing we are witnessing now. But people were begging him then. And out of nine, one still remain in that Wahhabis or whatever we call them. And I believe that, that the man will now know that what they did then was the one, was still this thing that is haunting, I mean, still haunting Nigeria now. And I believe that they are the enemy of this country, which Buari needs to wipe out in time. Even most probably, uh, after of 10 marks that I have given me, the remaining uh, 10th now, he will be able to do it for us and then bring to justice those that have killed Deborah. Okay. Deborah's spirit cannot just go down in vain like that. I believe in Khan. I believe in the uh, Sudanese too. That the Sudanese council that have come up to say, "Look, we must begin to seal justice for this uh, uh, death." Thank you very much. Okay. Hello. Okay. Um, well, we'll um, take a look at some of your thoughts on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, Shagun Bogi, the killing of Deborah is very unfortunate. Islam is a religion of peace, as we are told. But the mentality of Northerners about religion is completely different from Southerners. Religiously, we are not compatible. We are just... Okay. Rila Ru says, Captain Camille Dangote's son-in-law with his level of exposure and education gave a tacit support for death as punishment for blasphemy. While Shea Gumi, a Boko Haram apologist, rebuffed the idea, he says. Salusha Gunlanri in your dad, the unfortunate and despicable killing of Deborah is a palpable reminder that majority of a section of this country is out of sync with even what is expected of them in spiritual matters. I think a lot has to do with how these things are taught and passed down. I, I, I think I think there is something we need to, so that people don't go away with that. Um, Sokoto happened to be where I, I don't know how to describe um, a Sultan. Mm. I think he's the leader. The leader of the, yes the in, in Nigeria. Mm. It's a place where you still have many churches. Mm. You know, so we should not allow the the actions of these few ones. You know to affect the generality of the people and, there. And, and I was going to say that, you know, because uh, the early, the other person was talking about Captain Camille saying he mm. gave tacit support for death as punishment for blasphemy. Mm. Uh, I was saying that uh, the, the debate here is not about, you know, the punishment. Are, yeah. The laws are there. The yes. laws are, the law, the law stipulates what the punishment are. I know mm. that from prison sentences to, you know, death yes. sentence and all. Mm. The question is who meets out that punishment? If it was a situation where she was taken to court and then a court said that would have been different. Some individuals that, came together and passed judgment. Perhaps this is why a, a, a Catholic, a, a Reverend Father, you know, even in Sokoto, they said that look, people should not just, you know, allow this thing to just be called religious. Mm. That it's murder. Treat it as, as a crime. You know, the more you, the more you mention Islam, you mention Christianity. The more some people want to defend. 
you know, this, this act. The more some people want to also oppose. So if you call it the name it is, you have killed somebody. What does the law say? You know, yeah, you know about you know the kind of crime that have been committed. Then we'll be going somewhere. There must be consequences for things like this. Dialai mm. Wala says we can't continue living like this. So far, so far, Islam doesn't support killing for blasphemy. While killing innocent people because of blasphemy, I think it's better we unbundle this contraption rather than this uh, behavior, the animalistic behavior style from our okay. Um, Imagine if the traditionalists begin to lynch anyone who blasphemes against their gods. Those murderers may be serial <laughs> or drug abusers. <laughs> but maybe these are not great sins enough. Jungle justice anywhere stands condemnable. What if it's a setup after all? Even even the traditionalists, I think that they, are, they, are, they should be the one even reacting this way. Ah. Because you go to churches, you go to mosques. You know, the sermons have always been against these people. You know, uh, what What are you going to do in a Babalao house mm. and all that? What mm. is your business with a Babalao? You call them all sorts of names, yet they don't do this kind of thing. But what we've been getting is just between two these two religions. I just, <laughs> I just saw a message on Facebook and it just cracked me up. Uh. I was somewhere. Imagine our politicians playing home to win or draw and under 4.5, one leg in presidency, oh God. one leg in Senate. There's screws everywhere. Well, uh, the Minister of Labor is always not clear with negotiations uh, with Asu. Asu must see action for readiness of government to implement their demand. Uh, I don't know this. Afalabi Alabad, that you is too much for me. Apologies. <laughs> Edwin Bayami, also on Twitter, till now the only presidential aspirant that was bold enough to condemn the killing had to chicken out with lots of Terenci. Other high-flying aspirants have maintained a deafening silence so as not to offend some people by keeping the receipts of their hypocrisy, says. Rularus, politicians buying presidential form and at the same time with senatorial forms should be prevented from contesting. They are just sheer desperados that are bent to be corridor of power at all costs. They are eager to save their belly and not the nation. I was Samuel on Facebook, says Mr. Samson, is the Islam practice in the Southwest different from their Northern counterpart? Because I don't understand the fanatic nature of this ones in the North. These things are capable of um, stirring needless religious crisis. Where lies religious tolerance? Placing humanity above religion is useless. For the very first time, I stand with Gumi. Um... The problem some Muslims are having in the country is that they don't know what the Quran says on many issues. And that is why some people call them Olentele Afar. As far as I know, some Islamic leaders are the cause of these problems and yes. they should be checked. On yes. Shomale collecting forms for senatorial and presidential seats, it shows that a lot of Algerians are out there not because of the masses but to enlarge their forces. God will save this country, he says. Well, I think that's as much as we'll take this morning. Um, thank you really for your thoughts. Uh, thank you uh, for your contributions. Um, Mr. Akindele, thank you very much. Thank for you me. for having me. Uh, peace and love, Nigerians. God bless Nigeria. Have a blessed week. Ali Bakar is my name. Good morning. My name is Omoye Madisi. Do have a lovely day. From the Rock City of Nigeria. Rock City of Nigeria. This is Fresh 107.9. Fresh 107.9 FM La Beoluma. Wangboloke Lala. Balawa. Lua Beoluma. Always in Koyako Lemunjawa. Yoruba Usak by Louis Ibo Esumabi.
Yeah. 